Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Thank you so much to Scat Belt for sponsoring today's episode. Scat Belts are the better way to carry your bear spray and perfect for any outdoor adventure. The lightweight belt fits snugly on your waist and securely holds your bear spray canister. You'll love the slim fit and no bounce design. Scat Belt is your best friend when you mountain bike, hike, fly fish, or just want to get outdoors and feel protected. It gives you peace of mind in the outdoors. Learn how to use bear spray and how to avoid bear encounters by taking a bear safety class with bear safety and more. Go to www.recsafewithwildlife.com to sign up. Also check out scatbelt.com. Back in episode five on bear safety, we had the chance to meet Kim Titchener. If you missed it, we encourage you to go back and listen. As today, we will be building more on wildlife safety, this time learning about being in the outdoors for longer durations of time while camping. Kim, who is a wildlife conflict specialist and the owner of Bear Safety and More, is going to guide us along. Thank you, Kim, for being back on our show today. It's so nice to see you. My pleasure. It's so great to see you ladies as well. I feel like I had too much to say last time, so I'm glad we're, we're getting a second chance to chat more. <laughs> I'm excited you're back on today because there's so much more to cover and hopefully we don't run out of time again today. Can you tell us about your experience with camping? Sure. Uh, well, actually, just recently, um, my family and I, we bought an acreage out in Nordegg. And so we're cutting down trees and actually creating our own um, kind of homestead in the mountains. And so we've been camping all winter. <laughs> so fun at minus 20, minus 30 degrees. Um, but the reality is, is we bought a property right in the heart of grizzly bear habitat. And we just found out um, the research has come back that the population of grizzlies that live there have gone up by 50%. So we're going to have to figure out how to camp safely over the next few months until we can build a cabin um, in, in the mountains um, so we can, we can be safe because the bears are now awake and there's actually a wildlife camera in the area that showed a, a male grizzly bear walking around. So lots of advice to give you as far as camping goes with kids and as far as how do we stay safer on wildlife. So what should new campers know when it comes to wildlife safety? Uh, great, a great uh, question. And um, so to start off with is don't be absolutely terrified that, you know, your kids are going to get eaten. Um, children started off, children are awesome wildlife deterrents to some degree because they're loud. <laughs> um, and they're, you know, they're active. And so, um, you know, it, the biggest thing is, is when you're going to go camping is think about how am I going to set up this campsite so that I can be, I can keep it safe for my kids, not attract wildlife into the, into the actual site. So um, we're, we're actually creating, I'm creating a website right now called recsafewithwildlife.com. And um, I've already made like a bunch of, of cartoonish, cool checklists and like little like decision trees that you can go through on how to camp safely. So I'm super excited for you guys to get access to that when the website launches um, May 1st. And um, so to start off with, um, I would say the first thing you want to do is when you're going to go camping is look up um, the campgrounds that you're interested in, find out if they're in bear country. And then the second thing you want to do is find out if there's any bear warnings or closures for that area in that campground. So if there's any bear warnings for that campsite, maybe don't camp there. Um, I know it's pretty hard right now to even book a campsite. So a lot of folks are choosing to go to crown land, right? So, um, which means you're going to have to be self-sufficient. You're going to have to be able to keep all of your own garbage and food safe away from bears. 
Um, and so if you are going to go camping at a, at a campground, I would go to like a provincial or a national park. Um, do you guys have any camping plans this summer? We actually have a lot planned. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Good, good, good. So this, this little checklist will probably help you. So my first question, of course, is for folks is, are there bear resisted garbage bins where you're going camping, bear lockers or bear hangs? And if they don't have any of those things, you now have to figure out where am I going to put my garbage? Where am I going to put my toothpaste and my and my um, my sunscreen and bug spray and all that stuff? Because all that stuff can really attract wildlife to your campsite, particularly bears. Um, so if you if if those aren't options, you could keep it in your vehicle. And there's a lot of places in Canada where um, we don't have problems with bears trying to climb into cars. But in the States, if you're camping down in the US, there are some spots where they won't let you leave your food or garbage in your vehicle because the bears have actually learned how to open up the cars and get inside. So great, right? I'm like, oh, I'm not camping there then because that's not a place I want to camp is where bears actually know what garbage is and, and are accessing the sites. But we're really lucky here in Alberta, like our national parks, provincial parks have had bear resistant garbage bins, bear lockers for years. And there's some amazing parks to go to. So it's not a major concern um, for me as an Albertan to be going out with my family. But if you uh, don't know what a bear hang is or a bear keg, then you're gonna wanna Google that. <laughs> so, um, because some of the backcountry places and the crown land, um, if you're not camping with a vehicle, you've gotta figure out where you're gonna put your food and your, and your toiletry kits and all that kind of stuff. So um, always trying to remind people about the importance of just keep your campsite really clean right off the bat. Um, when you're not there, even if you go for a walk down the down from the campsite to take the kids to the outhouse or just for a walk at the site, everything, your cooler, your toothpaste, your food, even like petroleum products like a can of kerosene, all of that needs to go back inside your vehicle or inside the bear locker or the bear hang. So that's that's the number one thing right off the bat. Yeah. Okay, great. I was going to ask um, you to explain the bear hang to people, but yeah, it, exactly what you said. If they can just Google that and figure out how they use it, I guess. We'll have resources on the website. So people just have to sign up with their email at recsafewithwildlife.com. And then you'll get this, you'll get a free membership and then you'll start to see like all of these things like we'll have sections on like camping safely and hiking safely with your kids running biking and it'll have very specific tips depending on the type of recreation you're doing um and there's even one it's like a camp safety survey so you can do this with your kids because it's really important to normalize bears being part of your going camping because the last thing we want to do is make them scared right like i have a kid who's now afraid of bugs which i'm just not looking forward to when the bugs are out because i'm like what am i going to do with her she's like freaking out i don't even know where this fear of bugs came from um so we don't want them to be afraid of bears right we want to embrace that i know lauren's like Oh, you're so lucky. That's great. <laughs> um, so things like I like I have a little checklist that you can like print off PDF with the kids and you go around the campsite and you look for all the stuff you like. So number one, is there garbage on the ground? Um, is there any garbage in the fire pit? Is there any garbage hanging in any of the trees around the campsite? Because often when people camp somewhere, they'll leave stuff out or they'll burn garbage. And you don't want to camp in a campsite that has anything like that in it. It's very, very dangerous for you and your family because if a bear did get into that and ate, it, ate that kind of food source or garbage, they will come back the next day. They will come back to that campsite. It is very unsafe for you to camp there, especially if you're in a tent. There, another one you want to look for, is there any evidence that animals have been feeding on garbage at your campsite? Are there birds of prey flying above or pecking away at the ground at something around the area where you want to camp? There could be a carcass. 
Um, so you want to look for that because the last thing you want to do is like set up camp. And you're like, oh, great. There's a grizzly bear feeding on a moose right next to us. That, that's not going to go well for you. Um, are there bear foods like berries around your campsite? And so uh, provincial and national parks have been really good about trying to cut the berry bushes around the campsites in a lot of places. Um, and volunteers have been going out to try to clear that out because otherwise like you could like be sleeping in your tent and you're like, what is that sound? And it's just a bear that's just you know, try to eat some berries and has no idea that you're there. So yeah, Cindy, what are you going to ask? Well, I just love that you're bringing that up right now because a couple of years ago, my family and I were camping at a private campground in Lake Tahoe. And I know the provincial and, and uh, state campgrounds are um, really careful about bear safety and bear awareness and teaching you what to do properly. But I find at the private campgrounds, it's not so much. So my cousin and I had been at the grocery store and my kids were sleeping in the tent and my mom and my uncle were um, right in the trailer beside the tent when they heard yelling in the middle Gosh. of the night and they said they ran outside to see what's happening and there was a bear literally right beside the tent that my children were sleeping in and then it doesn't just stop there the next morning it's on a different time zone from us so we were waking up a little bit earlier than the rest of the campers plus my daughter was only one so it was like five in the morning we're up first thing in a tent what are we going to do you know i'd hop in the stroller we'd walk around and it was disgusting every morning we wake up and there would be food left out overnight and i'm not just talking like a couple cookies here and there like people left their entire camping trips worth of food on the picnic table overnight. And there was coolers obviously ripped open from wildlife, garbage and, and um, food like strode all over the ground everywhere. We saw so many bears while we were there because they were just used to coming to the campground and helping themselves every single day. And they were coming out in the daytime too. Like they weren't even scared of the campers anymore. And so I went to the front desk and I actually said something and their response, and I'm not joking, her response was, oh, that's just boo-boo. Don't mind him. And boo-boo's the bear. That was a very late and, Tahoe and response. And boo-boo's the bear. Yeah. <laughs> One of the bears, because we saw at least three while we were there. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Kim, we've chatted about, you know, setting up the campsite and that for safety for wildlife. But is there anything, like, any further steps that campers can take? Um, past that, like once everything, they go through their safety checklist, yeah. like what are the additional steps that campers can take once they have their camp ready to go? Sure. Yeah. So the next thing I recommend when we, after we've set up our camp, we're like, okay, this is a good place to camp. We're, our campsite is clean. This is safe to set up. Um, of course, you want to make sure that where you're eating, where you're sleeping, and where you're keeping your food is all quite a distance apart from each other. Um, but you also, um, also want to have your bear spray pretty handy. And so uh, when we're actually in our campsite, we actually take our bear spray and we put it right on the picnic table and we put an air horn next to it. And you have to have that conversation with the kids about this is not a toy that we're not supposed to touch it. And if you do that, like you, you could end up getting this hot burning sensation to your skin, it would really hurt. And it's here just in case a bear comes and we have to just try to let it know that it can't be here. It's not safe because we can't share our food with it. And it's not good for the bear's tummy to eat this stuff. Um, and then when I go to sleep at night, um, that bear spray goes into the tent and I try to always make sure you buy a can of bear spray that has a glow in the dark safety on it. And, um, that way when you go to bed at night, I just keep it at the head of my tent, like at the head of my pillow. And then I can grab it in the winter time when it's like super cold. Like if you're dealing with like minus 20 temperatures, you might have to sleep with it inside your sleeping bag, which hopefully you don't have like a bad dream of a bear or something and then spray your whole family. Oh, no. <laughs> That is totally something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would be a disaster. I like, should I be recommending this? But yeah, um, so it goes in the tent with you. And then when you go for a walk at the campsite, if you're going to go for a, a pee with the kids, um, go to the outhouse. I just put like, I have a scat belt. I know we've talked about scat belts before. They're so easy. You just literally put them over top of your clothes and then you just wear them and then walk walk to the, the camp, like the, the, the outhouses with the kids or if you're going for a wild pee. These are the best things because, you know, you still have this on you all the time. Whereas if you have your bear spray on a backpack, it's it's not there. You know, like people often drop their backpack on the ground on the trail and then they walk off to go for a wild pee. And then they're like, oh, great, there's a bear or a cougar and I don't have bear spray. What a great piece of so, advice, because how many times do people yeah, just wander off to the outhouse and not think about taking their bear spray with them? Yeah, I'm guilty yeah. of doing that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> going forward, I'll definitely do the whole bear spray spray concepts now. I've learned so much from you already. The girls know that I'm definitely not a camper, but the glow in the dark bear spray, that's amazing. <laughs> and then I was thinking to ask you with keeping our food so that the bears can't smell it, should we be doing something more protective with our food when we're hiking too? That's such a great question because I think people often worry like, wait, is the bear going to know I have like a tuna sandwich in here? Like what's going on? Um, just always seal your food up, you know, in, in good proper containers. The reality is, is that bears don't know, most bears don't know what human food is, right? Like they, they, they may smell you when you're coming down the trail, um, but they're, you know, and of course they can smell everything about you, what, you're, what, you, what you've got on you, but that doesn't mean that they know what it means, that they know that that means they're going to, that, that that's food or they've ever experienced tuna. Now there are areas obviously in the States, we see it quite a bit, um, places where, where bears get into food a lot, or they've been hand fed, or people have thrown their food or their backpacks at bears. Yeah, those bears know what bear food, they know what human food is. Um, but for the average, you know, person going out for a hike here, I wouldn't worry about it. I would just seal things properly and, um, you know, pack out what you, what you bring in, right? Like leave no trace and don't leave anything behind. So yeah. on that note, can you please talk to our listeners today about when they're menstruating and they're hiking or camping? For many years, this, this, this myth has been going around that if you're menstruating, that it means that, you know, bears are going to smell the blood. They're going to like come in, they're going to go after women and attack them. And this, this whole thing actually happened because there were two cases in a row um, in 24 hours um, in the United States where, where two women were attacked while camping um, by bears. And um, there wasn't exactly evidence that they were menstruating at the time, but for some reason it just got the media and people thinking like, oh, like bears go after women and they only, they attack them when they're menstruating. There's absolutely no relationship between menstruation and bear attacks. In fact, most people that get attacked by bears are, are, are men. <laughs> often by themselves hiking right going out on out, outdoors alone so uh, it's um it's it, it those two incidents were actually related to that one of them she just got stuck in her sleeping bag and she couldn't get out um and those incidents were probably more related to human food and people uh, those bears getting into garbage and feeding on garbage in those campgrounds and since then like those those areas now have bear resistant garbage bins they've got much better steps around keeping bears away from human food and but yeah there's no relationship for sure um if you are backpacking um you can um, you can you want to put everything into a plastic bag and and ziplock it and 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 take it with you and it has to go in your bear head. Yeah, it's it's not there's no relationship for sure with bear attacks. So don't yeah, worry. just other forms <laughs> yeah. of wildlife. Is there any concerns at your campsite with that? Absolutely. Yeah, there's lots of other species that, that may come in and get attracted to food sources. Um, your first security for bear food and um, and food that other carnivores might get into, of course, is, is ravens, any birds of prey. They're the, always the first ones to show up. They'll be in the trees. Oh, look, we got some new campers here today. Um, and they'll be looking to see what you've got, what they, they can grab. Um, I know like at our acreage there a few weeks ago, I was in the middle of like a 
Zoom call um, and um, I cleaned everything up and I was just sitting there in my like chair next to like the picnic area and I had cleaned, everything was clean and but I had a sponge and I left it out and this gray jay came and he stole my sponge and he put it in a tree. So I'm like in my Zoom call holding onto it while like climbing up the tree trying to get my sponge from this, this darn bird. <laughs> <laughs> they're like are you okay like what are you doing <laughs> like, i just can't let him keep the sponge it's not good for his health um, <laughs> yeah birds of prey for sure um you know other species may come in um but you know mainly you should be concerned about is like black bears and grizzly bears coyotes for sure can come in and get access to these things we have had a few cases of wolves in Banff national park getting into human food which has really been sad because it's ended up with those those wolves actually getting shot. And so people don't often think about the other side of it is that if they do leave food out and wildlife do get into this stuff, that these animals, they don't make it. They, they get shot. They get put into um, zoos. They, they, they don't get to live on the landscape anymore. That's Thank you really for bringing sad. that up because that's something I wanted to talk to you about next is we've been talking so much about how to keep ourselves safe from animal encounters, but if we could go on a little bit more and just really drive home to our listeners today, what the consequences for the animals are when we're not being um, aware. Yeah, absolutely. So wolves, fox, and coyotes, um, there is there is a direct link there. We, you know, when we look at cases where people have been mauled or killed by these animals, um, often, you know, they'll find human food in that animal's stomach, or they'll find out that there has been like garbage or a camp nearby where the animal had gaining access. Um, and so it, it is, unfortunately, it's a real, like it goes from zero to 60 really quickly. Um, and a couple summers ago in, um, in Banff National Park, there was a family camping um, on the 1A, the Bow Valley Parkway, and they actually had a wolf break into their tent. Um, and I don't know if that wolf had been involved in eating people's food, but we had had over the last few years, we've had several cases now where wolves have gained access to people's food and it could have been started by just people throwing food at them at the side of, of, of the road, which is super sad. Um, I remember one year somebody actually threw a turkey and like Thanksgiving turkey and threw it there just to try to get pictures of the wolf pack. It's just so sad. I don't know what's wrong with people. It like creates these problems with these animals. And it's the same thing with black bears and grizzly bears. They're really happy to eat like, uh, you know, 80 to 95% diet of vegetation and very small percentage of their diet is actually meat here in Alberta. Um, so they're walking around eating grass, you know, and berries for 18 hours a day or whatever, however long they're doing it. And then they come across something that someone's left on a picnic table and, you know, they may have just left for five minutes, but that bear doesn't know what that is. And then they're like, oh my God, this is, the sandwich is delicious. And all of a sudden they've gone from having to work really hard to get a ton of calories to, oh, if I just hang out in a campground and walk around, I could get this access to food. Um, and we have had cases where um, bears who have gotten into people's food have then returned to campgrounds, broken into tents, and even killed people. Um, and luckily, these things are extremely rare. And, and quite honestly, the last few decades, things have got a lot better. Like, we've got a lot smarter. You know, these bear-resistant bins have been created, bear hangs, um, bear kegs. Like, there's a lot of great products on the market, but there's always those new campers, right? Like, with COVID-19, we've got, a, we've got this rush of, of people that are now getting outdoors. And I'm so grateful for you guys for putting this together, because how is anyone supposed to know this stuff, right? Like, there's... We have to teach people. We've got to share this knowledge so that we're all safer when we're out there. Because like, you know, Cindy, you might be out camping with your family and you're dialed in, you've got it all set up. But if the people who are camping next door to you leave all their food out, they're not putting just themselves at risk. They're putting your family at risk. Exactly. Like the time the bear and, was right outside my kid's tent when they were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Tahoe is special. I would not go anywhere near their camping again. 
Um, so look at reviews on campgrounds online and try to ask questions. Um, call the campground, like ask them, do you guys have bear resistant garbage bins? What's your plan? Like, how do you keep it clean? Do bears come into your campsite? So yeah, I just don't think those, those folks deserve to have people staying at their place. And they're liable. They're like, especially in the US, um, very liable to, to uh, if somebody does get hurt. You've given so much amazing information, but if you were gonna kind of sum it up into three main things that listeners can do to help stop these encounters, what would that be? Uh, number one, keep a clean campsite. Keep your kids together. Always supervise your children and um, keep them close by. And if they're old enough to walk to like different campsites or with their friends around, make sure they have knowledge on, you know, if they run into a carnivore, they're supposed to group up, make lots of noise, back away and try to get themselves to the closest grown up <laughs> that they can. Um, and um, the third thing is, is always wear your bear spray, always wear your bear spray. Um, and I'd add one more onto there is, is that you should really be taking a course, learning everything you can about bear safety when you're out there so that if you do have an encounter, you know how to get out of it. That's awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Sure. Um, as, uh, as, as far as a few things for just getting kids outside, I, I know I was just recently on a, on a, on a hike with my eight-year-old and it had snowed the night before and I was not prepared. She was, she, all she had was rubber boots. And I was like, I don't know why I insisted that we still keep going. We get like a kilometer in and she's like, I can't feel my toes. And I'm just like, just make sure you have your kids prepared for all weather, especially in the mountains. You never know what you're going to get on the day that you're there. And I knew better, right? Like I'm prepared. I've got multi-layers. I, you know, it'd be, but like kids sometimes, you know, you look down and you're like, oh shoot, I need to be a more responsible parent here. You know, um, carry a first aid kit, um, make sure you have some blist wool. I don't know if you guys have seen this product, but it's awesome wool you can get. So if the kids start to get like a little bit blistery or their sore spots, you can just stick this wool right in there into their shoes. And then it'll help to stop and prevent those blisters from forming. So um, really good footwear is, is so great and important for, for getting kids out. Um, another really fun tip is um, if they're little, like I, I like to get them to focus on something other than like the fact that they're having to walk <laughs> somewhere is like you know, things that we're looking for. And we're going to put some like fun checklists for things to be looking for when you're out on the trail, like bear foods, um, bring a stuffy so that the kids can focus on looking after their stuffy. Is your, is your stuffy like, is it, is it, is it warm enough? Is it cold? Does it have food? Um, you know, and then when you get to your site, like where, or where you're going to be going on the trail, like you're trying to get to a waterfall, they can do like a selfie, like they can do a selfie with their stuffy there. Um, I know a lot of people have been like heading out on trails and leaving things on sites. And, and we, of course, leave no trace. We don't want to be leaving like troll dolls at troll falls. Um, so just bring your own stuffy and then get a picture with it there. And so it gives them something to focus on when they're out there. I love that tip. Thank you so much for sharing that because I'm always looking for new ideas for my kids. And, you know, I'm like, oh, and they're walking to a certain part. I'm like, you know, if we were like camping right here. Where do you think that, that your stuffy would like want to sleep? Like, would you want to be in the tree? Would you want to be under the tree? Would you want to be in the snow? Like, and they're just like obsessed and that's like their whole focus. So um, <laughs> it just makes it more fun. I'll come up with lots of these things when we, we throw them on our, on, on the new website. But um, of course, I always want to remind everyone, like join our, our website. It's uh, it's recsafewithlife.com. 
and um, it's going to be full of tons of great free resources on wildlife safety for families, for all types of recreationists. And last but certainly not least, we're also going to be launching some courses. And you can take bear safety classes, bear spray courses. And um, in the future, we're going to have cougar safety, coyote safety, and polar bear safety, and all kinds of really fun stuff um, and resources for folks. So well, do, do, do check that out. Yes, please. To everyone listening today, Kim is amazing. I've actually taken a lot of these courses with her. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you so much. So you let us know where people can go to your website. Is there anywhere else you want them to follow along? Absolutely. You can check us out on at Bear Safety Adventures on Instagram. And um, I would challenge you all that if you're out there on the trails with your with your family, um, you know, send us a picture uh, and post like a picture of you with your scat belt that you're out on the trails. Or if you make up a really fun bear song, um, please video it. And and of course, tag, you know, at kids, kids to explore. And of course, at Bear Safety Adventures, because it's just so fun to share like that. We're all doing the stuff to be safer when we're out there. So thanks for that. That'd be awesome. Wonderful. We'll link that up. I love that all of the safety and leave no trace behind is trending now. <laughs> it's like you yes. said, Ken, just, just spreading the word and making that the new popular thing. I love it. All right. Let's end this episode with our three questions. Kim, what piece of advice can you share with families to get outside? Okay, so advice for getting kids outdoors, definitely make sure that they're dressed appropriately, lots of different layers, give them something to do, like all the time thinking of fun games, you've got to get past I spy. <laughs> that doesn't work for very long. <laughs> um, last hike I did, I was like, let's play a trick on your dad and try to like be like, hey dad, let's self take a selfie and, and wait till we see a really good tree that if you if you knock it, that it'll cause a tree avalanche and all the snow will fall on him. Um, so we spent like 20 minutes trying to get him to stop near one of those trees so that we can get, we can get a tree avalanche on him. <laughs> so just, <laughs> I know, it's terrible. These are the things I do to like manipulate my child to keep oh. going. Oh, <laughs> so and then, um, uh, yeah, whoever sees the waterfall first, like, just like constantly think of like challenges for them and like. Whoever sees a berry bush next gets five points and just like have like a point system for certain things. Like whoever sees a gray bird, right? Like just come up with like hilarious things or a person walking on the trail, wearing a backpack. Um, and just, it just, cause they need more, they need stimulation. I always say like, let's hunt for garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll find it along the side of the trail. They love it. That's such a great idea. I love that. Thank you. What's one of your top recommendations right now? Top recommendations. Um, I know I mentioned this last time was the hammock. I can't say it enough. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to get out there with a hammock, but now we're, you know, into tick season. Uh, it's a, it's a great option just to bring a really lightweight hammock, just so that when you go to stop for a break or you stop for um, lunch, just hang the hammock up, get the kids to sit in it. And that way they're off the ground. They're away from being cold. And um, of course, um, they're, they're entertained because those things are so darn entertaining for kids. I love them. Um, the second big one is buy a scat belt um, because they literally go over top of your clothes. Uh, I talked to a guy last week who was attacked by a grizzly bear in Alberta um, on April 13th. And he said um, he always wore his bear spray, but that day he was wearing yoga pants and he had nowhere to put his holster. And so I was like, I am sending you a scat belt, man, because if you had just had that belt, you would have been able to easily carry your bear spray without any trouble. So um, great for biking, running, hiking, everything. So um, those would be my big recommendations right now. Those are really good tips. Thank you so much for sharing that. Let's end with a challenge. You challenge families to 
I challenge your family to come up with a hilarious uh, song to sing the bears when you're out on the trail. <laughs> and tag uh, Kids Who Explore and Bear Safety Adventures on Instagram. And um, I'll come up with a fun prize and we'll, we'll raffle off a prize for the best bear song. And maybe that'll be the song of 2021, bear song of 2021. <laughs> yes, this sounds so awesome. <laughs> One of my best Great. friends, we were, we were hiking close to a river. We couldn't even hear ourselves talking. It was that loud and there was berries around. And it was, I was thinking about you and being like, Kim would not think this is a good idea. She'd say, this is really bad. And we, we came up with a song and I'm trying to remember how it goes, but it goes like, um, it's a kid's song. Mm -mm, went the little green frog one day. And then it, you know, yes. that song. And then it ends with like a clap, clap. And I can't remember how the whole song goes, but we sang that song the whole time we were in that section of the hike. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. There's this other one I love and it's like, it's brown squirrel, brown squirrel, shake your bushy tail. The kids love it. I'm just like brown bear, brown bear, shake your bushy tail. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love this. Well, Kim, you are on record for the person we've had on the podcast the most, and you are always the one we run overtime with. So I hope we can make this regular and have you back again, and we'll book you in for a longer time slot. <laughs> awesome. I've got so many topics I want to talk to you guys about. We'll do like winter and like winter wildlife and cougar safety and like we can just keep going. You got to do one on coyotes for sure. Yes, um, please. I'm adding that to our notes right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank All right, you ladies. so much for coming on today. Thank for you very sure. much, Kim. Have a great day. And as always, don't forget, make lots of noise on the trail. Keep your dog on leash. Keep, keep your kids close by. Wear your bear spray and you'll be fine. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars. And follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.